you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. The Around the NFL podcast refuses to use the nickname Daddy Rich. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with some heroes. Chris Wessling to my left and Greg Rosenthal to my right. What's up, boys? Hey, Daddy Rich. Hey, I like it. Right in your face, Money Smith. Of course, that, that was the nickname that Dan wishes we had started to call him. Not true. Uh, was, I think he hasn't it. really caught on. It was it was thrown my way by Wes, actually, That's Chuck true. Daly, and I said, oh, I kind of like that. Incidentally, and, I saw the Bad Boys doc last night was on TV, and then that was the first time I ever there heard you go. Daddy Rich actually used. And it, I never forced it. I said, I do like that, but, you know, we'll let Lindsay decide. Lindsay <laughs> actually, I think, went with Daddy Rich. She did. But we just rolled with Old Zeuser anyway, and I never fa- fought it. The listeners clearly preferred the Old Zeuser. Yes. So, Greg, I feel like... Maybe a, a Tuscaloosa Mouser. news type retraction is in order right now. <laughs> I uh, I'm not retracting anything. I stand by that you set up Lindsay in a way that she was going to pick that one. But that's you know old news. That's we're we're on to July. Uh, Mark is away. He's not here today. He's he's relaxing or doing something. I have no idea what Mark's doing, but I know that we're here and uh, we have what I like to call a good show. Mm, big show. Big show, good show. Uh, we are going to, uh, you know, the top 100 wrapped up. Uh, the NFL Network's top 100 players of 2015 wrapped up. Um, spoiler alert, J.J. Watt, number one, uh, got us thinking, hey, what if we use that top 100 uh, and then kind of did a little in-house draft here and each pick some players and then maybe leave it to you, the listeners, to decide mm. who has the best drafted team of the top 100 uh, between uh, the mailman, the old Zeuser, aka Daddy Rich, and the boss, uh, so we'll do that. That's gonna be fun. I like all that. I like all that kind of stuff. I like that kind of party. Yeah, I like that kind of party. Um, uh, we were gonna get Connor Orr on the phone, and you know what that means? It means it's uh, Thursday, and it's uh, it's a fun time because. Are you kidding me? We'll be back for another week, uh, and also one one thing before we uh, get into the news with TD 
is downstairs I saw Elliot Harrison <laughs> who really when you talk about who is the um the trivia maestro or the the most knowledgeable NFL media employee when it comes to le- overall league history the only person that you would ever think could challenge Wes is Elliot uh and I challenged Elliot outright I said hey you got to get in the ring and take on Wes it's time next time we play win Wes's toaster in August and uh he kind of backed away from the question, pretended like he was hurt that he hasn't really been invited on our podcast too often, so why would he do the, the show? Uh, and and by then, too often, you mean never. Right. And then I said, listen, I know you're just ducking it. Give me an answer. And th- this is all he said, and this is a direct quote. I think my knowledge in the aforementioned area is well established. So I think we're heading towards something. I'm going to Don King this. I'm going to Dan King this, and hopefully well established get the to who? You know. But we, Listeners out there, let us know if you even know who Elliot is, much less. Oh, uh, much that's less not going to go over well. Knowledge. Also, are we sure he's even smart? He knows more about NFL history than a guy like Jeff Birchfield. Mm. Birch, who was rattling off 70s that football Jeff trivia Bur- today. Jeff Birchfield works downstairs as well. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, but I do think that um, that would be an epic matchup. That's the Holyfield-Tyson matchup I've always gone for, hope for the uh, Frazier, Foreman type stuff. Um, so I, something to keep an eye on. I've got a statement of my own. I am not scared of Elliot Harrison one bit. Woo! Bring him on. I would, I would Where's the Bunsen burner, burner blowtorch when they need it? He's like, I don't like that drop too much. If this was 1960s football trivia, he'd do pretty well. But he's not getting Dick Buckus commercials and stadium names and who let who uh, was Dick second Buckus. in the NFL in interceptions Dick, last year. This is uh, the only scenario where I would root for Wes. So I would look <laughs> there is a lot of heat between Harrison and Rosenthal. TD, do we have the Bunsen burner blowtorch? We do have the blowtorch, yes. I thought you retired it in honor of the gold standard. Well, I didn't I, love it. So yeah, he, he tried to, to retire it himself. That's patient. an important distinction. <laughs> yeah, He feels a way about the Bunsen burner blowtorch as Greg does about my toaster. And Elliot Harrison, <laughs> uh, apparently. Okay, uh, TD, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Uh, just a heads up that we did the uh, podcast outro nominees in the last show. Mm. And uh, later this show, we shall re- be revealing the winner as voted on by you listeners. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. Look at that. This just went from a good show to a great show. Yeah. Totally. So and, uh, interactive. Just real quick, I actually forgot to give out the podcast MVP last episode. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> retroactive. You know and, how many people uh, – Came up to us on Twitter and mentioned, oh, well, what they missed it. No, I didn't hear any. Oh, I Zero. Didn't, I, didn't <laughs> any. Actually. I didn't get any um, tweets. However, it was shocking because Mark Sessler was in the lead. That was that was oh. actually going to happen. And uh, <laughs> did any of you guys ever watch Wacky Races back in the day? <laughs> Wacky Races? Yeah, with uh, Dick Dastley and Muttley, and it was a race that he never won. The Laugh Olympics, are you thinking of? No. Is this a Nigeria program? No, this is a cartoon, a cartoon network back in the day. Okay. Either way, Dick Dastley and Muttley never won. They always they always came close, and that kind of reminds me of uh, Mark Sessler. Wouldn't the Wiley Coyote be the better reference there? Yeah. I don't know. I like I like Wacky Races. Wacky Races. All right. So no MVP then. Um, not from. It was going to be Mark. Let's leave it that way. I, mean, I don't know if that counts. That's an asterisk. Yeah. All right. Let's do some news. There it is. The winner of the podcast outro <laughs> contest. Way, way to really build the suspense over the course of the show. Yeah, it's a later. You are a master. You're like Hitchcock. Yeah. There it is. The winner. You, you know, you could have teased that out the whole time. Yeah. I want to do it that way. Well, congratulations, uh, Greg. 
I like Dan's song, so I, I don't view it as a personal victory. But uh, TD did a great job with uh, the material I gave him choosing. Sully was uh, he did do a great job with the material you gave. <laughs> it was a little bit. It was a little bit crooked because uh, Greg also cited an actual song. He went up to TD privately, which was not within the rules. It was supposed to be just Greg off ten it words. It wasn't on purpose. So I don't like that aspect of it. But overall, I like the song. So I love Stan New York coming out. Oh, Editive. It's all right. Listen, we're all happy with it. We all thought the song was good. All right, let's start uh, with. Uh, the New York Giants and some rough news, obviously, out of their camp. Jason Pierre-Paul, who, of course, suffered that injury to his hand uh, while lighting fireworks on the 4th of July. On Wednesday, he had a medical procedure to amputate his right index finger, uh, which was badly damaged enough that the decision was made. I don't know uh, whether it was uh, for career reasons or just because it was a situation where it wasn't going to ever be uh, back to close to what it was, but they made the decision to lose the finger. Uh, so that will actually potentially help his re- uh, recovery period and getting back onto the field to play football. Also, um, and this is obviously not uh, on the same level, but also suffered a broken thumb uh, with the fireworks incident. And that is another issue he has to come back from. So Jason Pierre-Paul, um, lifetime ramifications of this incident. Chris Wessel. Yeah, it seemed like, he made the decision on this. He made the call, and the decision was made so he could speed it up and ideally be back in two months. But you wonder, with the broken thumb too, how strong is his hand going to be and how is it going to affect his game? We can cite Ronnie Lott and Whitney Merciless, who had portions of their fingers cut off, but we really don't know how a guy who really practices hand fighting on every play of the game with 330-pound offensive linemen, how that's going to affect his game. This story – is really wild. I mean, we'll think about this story for ten years. Think of, the, think of a story where you hear the news. He had his finger amputated, so that could get him back on the field faster. Like that, it was sold as good news. Oh, it's great news. He'll get his finger amputated. That the, that the broken thumb actually could be a bigger problem in terms of just strictly getting back on the field. That could hold him back more. That that's pretty weird. It, the report initially came out with his hospital records, which was very strange. The Giants went to Miami to go see him that day, and Jason Pierre-Paul and his family did not allow them to see Jason Pierre-Paul. That's that's a strange thing too. Very weird. Well, they just sent him away. Like, it seems like he was getting skin grafts, having bones put in his fingers for multiple breaks. It, there was all kinds of procedures Giants, going on going on at the time. But the reports say, but they could have told the Giants that. The reports say the Giants found out that he was getting his finger amputated from ESPN. No, they can't be too thrilled about that. No, I can't imagine they'd be too thrilled. And I guess JPP, maybe he wouldn't be so thrilled that the Giants publicly or made it known that they were revoking the long-term deal so soon after all this mm, went down. That's true. You know, maybe there's some bad blood between the two sides, but obviously a very, very tough situation uh, for JPP. It was, again, you know, where do we where do we put him? One of the top uh, 10 pass rushers in the league or maybe 15? I mean, this yeah. is a big-time star player who may never be the same again. A big-time star player who's set up to make more money this year, I believe, than he's made in his entire career by far up to this point. So it's a massive year for him and his decision not to sign the franchise tag. There's just there's a lot going on here. Yeah, and amazingly, I mean, this is just incredible. This is not the only fireworks-related injury suffered over the weekend. Uh, C.J. Wilson 
a cornerback for the Tampa Bay Bucks, also suffered a hand hand injury. Uh, his agent told NFL media on Wednesday, and Rap Sheet uh, Ian Rappaport later reported um, that the injury is serious enough to warrant that Wilson's career might be in jeopardy. Um, his health is the focus right now and will be for some time. Rappaport reported uh, this sounds like uh, an even ser- more serious injury than JPP, uh, who at least knows he's going to have a shot to get back on the field. CJ Wilson does not have that same benefit. It's insane. It might end his career. There's never been a fireworks finger accident in NFL history oh as far as I ever known. And then two at the exact same time. We're living in a world where these were different segments that were on television. Which finger is the most important to play football, ranking them? Um, you know, the index finger wasn't that highly ranked. And then another one was Herm Edwards showing how you do need fingers <laughs> to play football. <laughs> Herm just like – ever since you left the Jets, and maybe he was on the Chiefs, he still had it all together. But that guy – is a maniac. I, I give him all the money. Just have him in front of camera saying crazy stuff. You could pull a homeless man off the street, and he could explain why you need fingers <laughs> to play football. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> but anyway, C.J. Wilson, board, fringe roster player. He can't afford it, to lose I two mean, fingers. You, you feel for him. It's, again, it's an accident, and you can be sure that now every coach, as part of their, we'll see you later for the summer speech. From now until the end of maybe at least the next 10 years is going to make the fireworks speech. Don't play with fireworks on July 4th. Have one of your flunky friends handle all the fireworks for you. It's weird that this needed to be explained, but apparently it does because these guys thought they uh, – I guess we're invincible. So well, I think my anti-fireworks stance, I'm entrenched on that now. <laughs> and everybody calm down with the fingers jokes on Twitter too because it is, you know, it's a sad thing. Moving forward. So weird. <laughs> Uh, the supplemental draft has uh, has gone down. You know, a handsome Hank Henry Hodgson, really one of the highlights in the terms of analysis on NFL.com every year is his his mock draft. Uh, he sl- he uh, said one player would get picked. He said it would be uh, Clemson offensive tackle Isaiah Battle. He got that right, nailed it again. Uh, but he goes to the St. Louis Rams in the fifth round of the supp- supplemental draft. Hank said the fourth round to the Bucks. So. Uh, the Rams give up their fifth round selection in the 2016 draft uh, to get battle, who is a, uh, a prospect uh, that people are excited about. Yeah, your boy, Les Sneed, Rams general manager, <laughs> basically tacitly acknowledged that Isaiah Battle isn't ready to play in the NFL. He's He said that this time next year we'll start his rookie season. Hmm. That sounds like just setting really low expectations for a guy. That will have some attention on him just because he happened to be the supplemental draft pick. It really stands out to me that the Rams took an offensive lineman. Ham- Hank should have seen this coming yeah, <laughs> because the true. Rams took four offensive linemen in May's draft, which I've never – I don't think I've ever seen a team take four offensive linemen in one draft. I'm sure it happens here and there, but that, that's a lot of offensive linemen in one draft. And then you add another. They've got an entire starting offensive line just of rookies. Yeah, I think that could present problems that you've got most of the offensive linemen on your roster have never played a down before. That could be a problem. You don't exactly have a history of swinging and uh, hitting home runs with offensive line picks in St. Louis. Greg Robinson not looking great after one year. Jason Smith, one of the underrated all-time uh, busts. He was, remember, he was the safe pick in that draft. Yeah. And, you know, again, unless need, yeah, my boy. Uh, if if he didn't have the best hair in the game and dress impeccably well, and really, let's be honest, he's basically a nine, people would be saying, what, what is this guy doing? Why is he blowing picks? He <laughs> already he? took four offensive linemen. But because he's hot, everyone's like, hey, 
This guy knows what he's doing. Let's be honest. Your opinion on Les Snead has basically done a 180 over the last two years, hasn't it? Well, you, some, you had nothing but praise for him. There's some years. hair I don't heat. remember that. There's some hair heat. You know, like the kids like to say, real recognizes real. Yeah. It's like hair recognizes hair. Maybe that's what it is. When it comes it to Hansis. He's a little Teflon. I don't like anybody that's Teflon. Well, aren't you? In what sense? Nobody has anything on you. That's not true. Mm. That's, That's true, and your hair is kind of Teflon-like, too. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. Here we go. J.J. Watt, Zach Mettenberger. It's back on, boys. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> In a recent interview with <laughs> CampusSports.net, uh, Mettenberger, the Titans quarterback, uh, had this to say about J.J. Watt. And just in terms of a little reminder, right before his first start, Mettenberger posted a selfie of himself. J.J. Watt took umbrage with that. Uh, and after ta- uh, sacking Mettenberger in the first game that they were played against each other, did a mock selfie pick, you know, had some fun with it, as J.J. Watt is known to do. Now Mettenberger strikes back. Here's the <laughs> quote. J.J. had to say, J.J. had to say it's a bit high schoolish that I take selfies, and I think he still rags on me on Instagram every time he posts a selfie, he said Tuesday via the Houston Chronicle. At the same time, if that's high schoolish, he got a Letterman jacket made, a Texans Letterman jacket. That's pretty high schoolish to me, don't you think? <laughs> oh, man. Hey, 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 not going to get on, on the Mettenberger <laughs> train, but he's right. That the, the Texans Letterman jacket was one of the cheesiest things in recent NFL history, and anyone who disagree, disagrees is a cheeseball himself. It, it really started the downfall of that franchise. They were on their way to go face the Patriots in Foxborough. Oh, embarrassing. They were riding high. They break out the Letterman jackets. They get blown out of the building. Coaches end up getting fired a year later. Schaub gets injured. It all is traced back to the jacket. They're getting mocked by the Patriots afterwards and everyone in the football world because you just – I mean, you're a bunch of, like, 27-year-old dudes, and you're, like, <laughs> reliving your glory days like you're at the high school prom. This story belongs in a high school newspaper, not on NFL.com. <laughs> it's July. Selfies. Well, J.J. JJ Watt went way overboard Yeah, with his disgust. of, Especially if he's still taking selfies. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Selfies are ridiculous. They are immature. They're high schoolish in it. Mm. I've seen about enough selfie sticks in L.A. to last the rest of my life. That's this true. new trend is horrible. <laughs> that's true. It is weak, though, that J.J. Watt – I mean, I don't – I can't verify this is true, but I would I would always trust what Zach Mettenberger says that JJ Watt takes selfies on Instagram and then makes fun of Mettenberger. Right, it's still. like the it's like all right, let it go. Like he did that. a selfie sack dance, didn't he? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's like the guy that makes fun of uh, you know his girlfriend or something for having Miley Cyrus albums and then has like seven songs on his iTunes playlist from her. It is you know keep it real, bro. That's a quality. Oh no, are we starting heat with him? You, you, JJ Watt is on your list. That's a quality analogy. <laughs> wow! <laughs> TD, look at you. That's Sully. Uh, yeah, T looks different. Oh, there he, he is, Sully. All of a sudden, <laughs> wait, that's Sully's music. Sully, like, as soon as he hears anything about a music artist, like, dr- elbow drops TD and then gets behind the glass, <laughs> which I, I applaud. I applaud him for that. Uh, good job there, Sully. I, by the way, I think Dan for that analogy. Uh, He's got to be the MVP for today already. Sewn up. Well, actually, I should have went with something. The Miley Cyrus, that's a little 2013. Mm. I could have done a little better. Maybe it w- should have went with Ariana Grande. Whoa, Wes. Where did that come from? I don't know. She, she has been in the news lately. Yeah. So. I, 
Whoa, Wes. That was like a Rain Man-esque. It just came from nowhere. <laughs> I don't even know who Ariana like, Even like Grande Wes's is. face was even stunned after he said the words. <laughs> it just like flowed out of him. Ariana Grande? <laughs> Have you took it to the next level and said, you know, what Watt was doing is, is like licking donuts? Then yeah, it really would have been amazing. Nice. Now, do you know what that's about? I don't know. All right, well, listen, we can't. Didn't build Rome in a day. Uh, Is that moving, anything like a window liquor, a donut liquor? <laughs> kind of. Look it up when we get downstairs. Uh, moving on, Marcus Lattimore, the San Francisco 49ers uh, running back that retired abruptly last fall. Uh, this after the Niners invested a fourth-round pick on him in the 2013 draft after Lattimore suffered really one of the worst knee injuries uh, that we've ever seen. Um, he told SB Nation, who did um, a writer for SB Nation, did a pretty – uh, involved profile of him. He, he explained that all this talk and all the posts that we wrote about Lattimore working his way back, it was never really the real deal because he never felt right. This was a quote. I went out there and put a smile on my face like everything was all right, but it was hell every day. Mm-hmm. And he added, my running backs coach was like, good job, good job, he'd say. My offensive coordinator, you know, I was catching balls out of the backfield, was like, Man, you look good. And I was like, you have no clue. So he said that he was in so much pain. Basically, first of all, his recovery plateaued, and he knew that he would never be able to do the things he used to be able to do. And then the pain was so much that he started taking oxycotton, uh, codone, uh, oxycodone? Oxycotton. Oxycotton, which is a powerful and addictive painkiller. And he was smart enough to say, my dreams are over. This is not going to happen. But kind of enlightening and, and uh, surprising to hear this. I was, yeah, I was shocked by this report. It wasn't really, I don't have the quotes in front of me, but this wasn't the song he was singing when the 49ers drafted him. He was very optimistic about his career. Well, that's how you have to be. He's probably in denial as well. Yeah, what what else can you do when you're speaking to the media? It is it is amazing. I mean, a player having that miserable of an experience, you're going to try to put a happy face on it, but there's a lot going on. And in that SB Nation piece, and if, uh, like myself, I was always interested in his story just because that he was e- even able to get drafted and try to come back after suffering that. Dr. James Andrews, who performed the second knee surgery, said that his his ligament looked like literally looked like spaghetti. It it, w- it would had been shredded, so he tore three ligaments, which is almost unheard of, and dislocated his kneecap, almost lost the leg. So um, just almost making it back is amazing, but it just wasn't going to happen. Well, the good thing if reading the story was he seemed at peace that the thing he was really surprised about was when he decided, you know, to stop playing that suddenly he was relieved and he was happy and he was ready, ready to move on. I mean, he even questioned, I mean, he questioned the very idea that they drafted him. He said, I mean, why would you take a running back with two horrible knees? That's true. Wow. It's a shot at Trent Balky, I guess. I, Old Balco investigations investigation. I mean, I, I get that, and I'm glad he's Nailed at it. peace. I just, if, you, if you're the 49ers, I think you have to be thinking, where was all this two years ago or three years ago when we drafted you? I don't. You, do you give him heat for that? No. I give him heat for these statements now. They make the 49ers look bad, like they don't know what they're doing. Um, and finally, the top 100, 10 to 1 was revealed, as I alluded to earlier, J.J. Watt. Uh, was the number one player, the first defensive player to ever uh, win that or get top uh, honors on this list, and it's five years that it's been around. Uh, here's the rest of the top ten. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, DeMarco Murray, Peyton Manning, Calvin Johnson, Andrew Luck, Antonio Brown, Marshawn Lynch, and Rob Gronkowski. Uh, Greg, you wrote a reaction piece to the final ten, and you took 
special issue mm. uh, with DeMarco Murray all the way up at number four. Wow, that's insane that to think that he's the fourth best player in the NFL. I would not have him in my top four running backs. I would take Adrian Peterson, Le'Veon Bell, Jamal Charles, and Marshawn Lynch certainly over DeMarco Murray and maybe a couple other running backs. So it just seemed like an insane thing to see him up with the greatest players in the league, like Rob Gordkowski and Calvin Johnson. I mean, to put Murray in that class seems... What, to be fair, this voting is done before the Super Bowl with Murray coming off Offensive Player of the Year honors. Nobody knows when Peterson's going to be back on the field. There are a lot of factors Well, it involved. says of 2015, though. It's this... Right, but the voting took place right then, and nobody knew that Murray wasn't going to be playing for the Cowboys then either. But I don't care about that. It's not the best stats. It's the no, best player. You put Le'Veon Bell in the Cowboys, he'd have 2,800 yards. I don't believe that. I think you're underselling what Murray did from September through December last year. Wes doesn't think that meat was left on the bone as much. (laughs) I think he's a top six or seven running back in the NFL. That means he's a great, great player. But that means he's very good at his position. I don't – it seems weird to put him up in the category of those kind of players. And kind of you made the point about Le'Veon Bell. I was thinking Jamal Charles, who seems to be having a Hall of Fame career that is being overlooked in a way. If you put him behind that Dallas line, wouldn't he have been significantly better than DeMarco? No, I think you guys are severely underselling what DeMarco Murray, DeMarco Murray did from September through December last that's year. That's fair. The the other thing that stuck out to me on that list I know we'll move on is the guys 8 and 9, Antonio Brown and Marshawn Lynch. To think of different points of guys' career, at one point Antonio Brown was backing up Emmanuel Sanders as mm-hmm. a rookie. At one point they signed Brown to a huge contract, and the real reaction at that point was, Wow, they didn't give the money to Mike Wallace. They gave it to They him. wanted to give it to Wallace, and he wouldn't take right, it. So exactly. they turned around and gave it to Brown. And how how well did that work out for the Steelers? And then Lynch, he was four years into his career, and he was kind of looked at as a mid-level starter and malcontent. He was right. the third stringer before they traded him to Seattle behind Fred Jackson and someone else. And now they're uh, top ten. It always makes you wonder how so many other guys would do in a better environment and better setup. Lynch being a great example of that. Um, but so the, the top 100, that, and that gets us to our next topic. Um, we are going to now pick a team. And I'm already nervous because Wes has like a highlighter out, and that means that he was doing some prep on this. I feel I feel like the guy at the fantasy draft that, that's not taking it as seriously and, uh, and uh, ends up getting banged. I only have a highlighter right out now. so I can scratch out the guys you take. Oh, is that what that's for? Yeah. Okay, I'm less intimidated. How about you, Greg? Are you prepared at all? I'm just amazed Mark didn't show up just to avoid any fantasy draft uh, comments from you, Dan. (laughs) Speaking of which, yeah, I I should say uh, that we will be doing our Fantasy Week NFL uh, around the NFL podcast uh, in August, so get ready for that. With these two Roto World studs to my left and right. Do you think Mark will have any say in that? Mark will be here. (laughs) That I can tell you. So who gets first pick here? All right. Uh, that's a great question. Should we explain that this is a draft? Yeah, it's a draft. So we'll go uh, – we'll do snake draft. And the first pick, Greg, you will as, – as the guy with the highest income, you will pick first. <laughs> and uh, it will go to- toward Wes, and then Wes, you double back. Does that seem fair? I'm fine with – Unless you want to. I'll give you two if you want, but it just makes more sense. I'm fine with however you want to do it. Okay. What um, – all right. So are you good with that, Greg? I'm good with that. How much money do you make? Um, I mean, I don't know for a f- – well, I guess I do know for a fact. You don't know for a fact. I don't know. I just assume. I assume it's more than me, and I just wanted to know potentially. So you will not tell me. I'm not telling you. On the podcast. All right, off the podcast. Um, all right, let's, let's get it going with uh, the first pick. 
Thank you and welcome. The millions of fans who are watching on the NFL Network and to all of our fans around the world, a heartfelt thank you for making the NFL great. The 2015 NFL Draft is officially open. Rog, finally. Thank you, Rog. Finally comes by the studio and uh, joins the podcast. Thanks a lot, Rog. Uh, how you doing today? I'm testing Sully. See if he has every w- Roger word possible. I'm great. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Goodell, not here. No. Just a matter of time, though. Who's tracking these picks? Uh, that will be up to uh, Our producers, Brandon McGinnis yeah. behind the glass. All right. Okay. Well, the Irishman. All right. Well, yeah. with the first pick, now that it's a draft, you know, I had J.J. Watt as my top player because I think he is the best player. Okay. But if I'm drafting to make my team, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. What? The, you, this is not the spirit of the exercise. You're supposed to draft the best player? Uh-oh. Not this again. I'm drafting Aaron Rodgers. That's I don't understand why I'm, you would call J.J. Watt. In your own top ten that you did for our site, you took J.J. Watt, but you won't. Yeah, you know what? That's phony baloney. That is phony. I, well, now it's like we're drafting a team, so I want to You're not drafting a team. You're drafting the best player. Okay, this I'll take J.J. Watt then. We'll turn what? I just changed turn your pick. card in. Oh. All right, fine. This I is just, the top 100 exercise. All right, by the way, and just so everyone's clear, uh, what we're going to each pick, I don't know, eight to ten players. I haven't decided yet. We'll, it. we'll do it on time. And uh, after we have our players... We will leave it to the um, the listeners to decide. Just more work for TD, which is always good. The second pick, Aaron Rodgers. Thank you, Greg, for uh, falling into that trap. Yeah, so, so we'll have the listeners send send to us at around the NFL on Twitter, which which Again. guy has the best team? Team Hansis, Team Wesseling, or well, uh, Team Champion? Dan's off to a great start because Aaron Rodgers played sports' most important position at the highest level it's ever been played. Mm. Thank so you. that's, that's was it good. higher? Was it that much higher than Aaron Rodgers in 2011? Why well, I would his, take his head coach said it was much higher. Well, what's he gonna say? Every, he, well, I think he knows a little bit more than Greg Rosenthal. I don't think it's about ever rained, rained according All to right, Mike McCarthy. Sunshine and beauty. <laughs> right, Watt's so. better at what he does than by far that's than not any true. other defender. He's the best defensive oh, player. Oh, defender, last, yes. Than any. Chris, you're on the clock. I am taking Rob Gronkowski. Only two unanimous All Pros, along with JJ Watt. Reach. It's not a reach at all. <laughs> Snake's back, buddy. Oh, okay. Well, let's take I got I might have to go off their list here. Andrew Luck. Woo! I like that. Nice pick. Would be fun to watch Gronk and Luck playing together. I think Gronk makes sense outside of a quarterback who changes the opposing defense in the NFL more than Gronk. I think he does now more than Calvin Johnson more than any running back. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of running backs, I will take Adrian Peterson. Good good pick. Way down at number 62 on our cheat sheet. Mm-hmm. Wow. A bit of a steal. <laughs> well, no, it is good. I just mean that's that's how they ranked him in the top 100. Still, though, you know, the, it's kind of like a fantasy draft. This is where you got to have the fantasy chops. Pick. No, I would have definitely a, picked him with my next pick position. if Dan didn't take him. a deep him. position. I can wait to take a running back. There's no, there's, he's in a different pool. This isn't building a team, Greg. It's just care. picking the best player. I don't care. I'm taking Calvin Johnson. All right. There's a reason Calvin Johnson has was in the top three of this list uh, four straight years, I believe. Before do you get, do you get his walking cane with your pick? He's thirty. He's not even thirty years old yet. <laughs> he's still the best receiver in the game. Give me a break, walking pick. <laughs> Wait. So do we keep snaking? Is that how we should it's do Greg's it? It's Greg's pick. I like I like just taking one pick at a time. We yeah, let's let's one. start that now. Right? <laughs> Making rules up. Well, I don't Sully's know. Got do his, Sully's got his hand in his head. You know, don't take it too seriously. Yeah, Dan then can have the next one. I'm just saying, you like. <laughs> no, we have to you had back-to-back back picks. 
<laughs> All right, let's keep snake. The only fair way to do it is to snake. Let's keep snake. Yeah. Just give yeah. Greg the first pick in every round. Wow, it's it. What's the big deal? All right, here we go. Uh, then you're, they vote your team the strongest. All right, so that means Greg's up again. Greg's right? up again. I'm up again, and uh, I need a quarterback for this group, and uh, I'm going to take Tom Terrific. What a value this deep. <laughs> the stunner on the throne of ease, he sits. Oh, yeah. You want to you mess with Watt, Calvin, and joke. Brady to start your team? It's pretty strong. Wait, does that mean that Greg's team is, doesn't have a quarterback for the first four weeks, potentially? That That's what it means. That's cool. We're instructed to draft this team based on 2015 expectations. Just talent. I'm going to take one of my boys because I love my boys. So it will be Des Bryant. Mm. Again. Yeah, there's a lot of receivers. They're all kind of the same. Julio, Nothing. Jay Green. I don't. Uh, as on that note, I'm going to take a receiver who is not kind of the same. Mm. Odell Beckham. Wow. I should have stole that from Wes just to bury him. I'm upset with myself now. I don't think that would have buried me. So Wes sees Odell Beckham as a top ten NFL player. I put him fifth on my top ten list. Woof. Have you noticed a commonality between all of these players outside of basically Tom Brady? They, the, all, they all play offense except for Watt. They're the physical marvels of the NFL. Mm, they're so much better physically. They all have been built and constructed in football labs, basically. And that's why we picked them first. I like that. All right. Uh, got another pick. You're up, Wes. I will select Justin Houston. Mm. Whoa. Interesting. Like who was totally disrespected with a number 27 ranking on this list, even though he had he almost broke the sack record last year and has had more sacks per game than any player in the league over the last three years. Can someone please break this damn sack record finally? <laughs> Michael Strahan doesn't deserve to be near it. And it's been able to stand now for 14 years. Let's move on, society. I'm going to take another wide receiver, and I'll tell you what. I'm feeling real good because Des Bryant and Julio Jones are lining up on the on the outside for me with Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback and Adrian Peterson in the backfield. Yeah, everyone can suck it. You got Julio Jones. Yep. You got no defense is what you got. <laughs> Neither do you. You got nothing. I got JJ Watt. He's a one man defensive <laughs> wrecking crew. I might take another one here. I might put a, a first. Wait, of- you're not up, are you? Oh, you are up. I'm right after you. There's only no, this Sully Snake thing is really confusing me. <laughs> no, you got to follow the rules. I'm going to take uh, a defensive player, and uh, he goes by the name of Darrell Reed. You son of a... Building Takes monster. him away from Dan. Monster. The He's... hardest thing to find a cornerback. And, uh, and then I'll throw something that's a little easier to find a running back, but I do love me some Le'Veon Bell. That's a good I'm pick right there. Nice. Finally down. a good pick by Greg. Looking good. <laughs> I mean, my team looks – look at that. Watt, Calvin, Brady, Revis, and Le'Veon Bell. I will take uh, – what do I need? <laughs> give me uh, give me Richard Sherman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the room reacts with no excitement. It's all right. Whatsoever. It's all right. I'll take uh, the second-best cornerback in football. He does enough talking for himself. We don't need to say anything. Wes? I'd rather take Oh, him. I'm up again. <laughs> <laughs> Sully waving the Seahawks. Like, can't remember what team he's still – do you support the Seahawks, Sully? Yeah, I'm a Seahawks fan. We've had this guy. He's one of those Tennessee Seahawks fans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dan doesn't uh, – You know, Mark's he, the only one that has my back. Dan doesn't for retain conversations with anyone lower on the uh, depth chart than him. True, true. <laughs> 
go back to the Not physical Marvel the theme here. Why is Indomitian Sue still on the board? He's yeah. gone now. That was that was thinking yeah. of that last round. I don't love him. Think you don't have to hang boss. out with him. <laughs> You're up again, Wes. Antonio Brown's still out there? Yeah. Still on the board. He gone. Nice pick. Sue and Brown. I was going to take him. Oh, I like that. I How many picks thunder. deep are we going here? Ten. Oh, wow. Where are we at? We're at six. Might have to make it eight. We each had six. We're at six. Or did I just take my seven? You took your six. I will now uh, double up on Legion of Boom and take Earl Thomas. Mm. Good that pick. was, yeah. Very would, good pick. I would take him over Richard Sherman. So would I. Now that, who's lacking the defense? That was going to be my pick. I am going to go with a man by the name of Gerald McCoy. Talk about a guy who is underrated in this exercise. Mm-hmm. I would take Gerald McCoy over and Dominic and Sue. And, mm, uh, I would not. And it's not that close. I think it's not that close in Sue's favor. What? Well, I want my guy to be able to play the run, too, and preferably play more than 10 games a year. Stop. All right. My uh, my next pick, I think just because uh, Brady is suspended at the beginning of the year, I don't want any voters to knock me. And uh, <laughs> I do want this guy just, just around. He's kind of a good vibes guy for the locker room. Sure, sure. Everyone loves him. Good good guy. Uh, ben Roethlisberger. Oh. <laughs> Charming fellow. <laughs> Talented. One of the most underrated players of the last ten years. Speaking of underrated players, at least uh, in, in this fake draft, uh, I know I have Adrian Peterson, but I'm going to handcuff him now with Marshawn Lynch. That's that's a lot of Seahawks on your team. You basically are just putting yourself out as a Seahawks lover. That's for Sully. Oh, I oh it. no! There's no, it's no. There's no doubt that Dan's currently winning this, and I'm not. I'm not just saying because I'm a Seahawks. Of course, fan. you're just saying it because he's <laughs> a Seahawks fan. That's the only reason. Come on, Sully. Uh, my team is also nasty. That should factor in as well. Well, we're only three. I'm actually really. Here. I'm really bummed that Sessler's not here because when we have these type of competitions, Sessler gets really worked up and emotional. Oh yeah. And damn it, we're missing that. I told you we should have waited for Sessler. How is this guy still on the board? I'm going to build a dominant defense here. Luke Keekley. Okay, that's nice. Eh, I mean, that's fine. That's, yeah, that's I'm fine. not going to go crazy about like, getting getting that excited. Let's not get crazy. About Maybe it. the second best linebacker on the Panthers. Stop. <laughs> Oof. Last <laughs> you're up again. All right, let's go. Uh, this guy, how is this guy's so underrated because he had one injury in his career, and it happened last year in October. A.J. Green. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's a fair guy. To, fair. Uh... Got, is, in this world, in this realm, is Andy Dalton throwing him passes? What? Dan uh, just took Andy Dalton. That's a bad <laughs> pick. That's how okay. I know you're scared, baby. <laughs> okay, I'll go. You're scared, baby. What a weird <laughs> idea that was. Um, Dan has always defended Andy Dalton. I, I know. I'm just curious if that means that you think Andy Dalton is good. We're drafting the player. Okay, here we go. I will take – I will now my third wide receiver. And uh, listen, this is going to be tough. It's, it's another outside guy. Maybe we'll move him in. I don't know. Uh, Julio can run the route tree. He could do it. But I'll take Jordy Nelson. Oh, yeah. That's who I was weighing. And guess what? I also have uh, – and Sully, you're paying attention because I know you love my team. Aaron Rodgers is my quarterback, so I got his number one target in the history of his life. That does not matter for purposes of that. You're not, I don't know. No, no it, it doesn't matter. a balanced team, it's, three wide receivers. It's, it's not your – It does matter because Wes might be building, like, 
all-time defense, but mm-hmm. you're not going to stop Aaron Rodgers. These teams aren't Adrian facing. Peterson. They're not playing Des, against each other. Julio and Jordy. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm pitting them against each this other. This isn't a PPR league, Dan. I'm trusting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, the audience. You're not getting a point per reception. The audience could take this wherever they want to go when they say what team's it's the best. the most well-rounded team. So I'm going to give right a now. balanced team and let them look at it that way. Well, if you want well-rounded, you got to make a pick that would make Connor Orr proud. Is this almost over? Tyron Smith, Cowboys like left that. tackle, the I most talented offensive wow. lineman in football. That'll do well. And uh, I'm going to get Von Miller, too. I'm a big Von Miller believer. Those are good. Those overall do, talent. Do we, the two guys I was looking at for my next pick. Do we drug test uh, in this world? Doesn't matter. Okay. Drugs are uh, actually encouraged, weirdly. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Seems odd. Was, yeah, very strange. Rosenthal's team, it's like the Raiders of the 70s. Uh, uh, Just a bunch of renegades. All right, so suspended. how many how many picks are, do you have, Greg? I think I have nine. All right, so we're getting near the end here. And I was, I was going to take somebody, but I don't want to go nuts uh, with Dalton is a definitely a reach. Team. You can take the, a Seahawk. Who do you want to take? Russ? No. Dangerous? Still on the board. Uh, Russ's that. biggest weapon. Am I reading your mind right now? Yeah. Mm. He was top 10 last year, wasn't he? Yeah, let's just roll with it. Let's go Jimmy Graham. Yep. If you can take uh, you know, a tight end that can't block and his old team didn't want him, you got to do it right now. <laughs> I've got back-to-back, right? You yep. do, and that wraps you up. Well, let's continue to build this dominant defense and take a guy who got an MVP – MVP vote last year, Bobby Wagner. Mm. Wow. Interesting he made this. Interesting. I kind of like that. And Demarius Thomas. Yeah, that's a good pick. He was overdue. Wes is done. That's it for Done, son. How many defensive players did you take, Wes? All of them. Did you take most of the defense? Every defensive player in the league. I took Keekly, Wagner, Sue, Justin Houston. I think that's it. Took four. Hmm. Four out of ten. I'm yeah. look, I'm going for balance and Dan's domination. Scrambling, his lack of prep showing up. <laughs> it is. But I actually I have one locked in, but I just want to uh um, Jamal Charles still out there? I don't want to be feeding you answers. I do yeah, I don't need another running back though. That's not how this exercise works. You just take the best player. Is that what it is? No, you you don't need another running back. Just look, take something else. Jamal Charles. <laughs> Just to stick it Greg to Greg. Was playing mind stick games. it right in Greg's craw. I was stick gonna, it in. I don't know why I told you that I was going to take Jamal Charles. Yeah, he was next on my list there. Wow. Just Sorry, stick it Greg. right in his craw. I'm going to wrap up then. Uh, it's not as spicy, but uh, I'm going to wrap up with Cameron Wake. Yeah, <laughs> I like Cameron That's Wake. Ter- why I, is that he's, terrible? No, he's, he's a great player. He's a great player, but that was the most boring – Ultimate pick that you could have. All right, let's uh, let's read this out. Um, you, your uh, favorite player, all you guys, your little sweetheart, Peyton Manning, went undrafted. It's not my sweetheart. Everybody's defending am, him, saying he's still the same annoyed. quarterback he was three years I am ago. Annoyed, uh, I, got a I am annoyed that I didn't get Jamal Charles, and I gave Dan a pick when he clearly was scrambling and was going to do something stupid. I was. <laughs> uh, we should all we should all read off I our list and you. then give one sentence of why people should vote for us. How about that? <laughs> Okay. There we go. You go first, Greg. All right. Uh, my team. J.J. Watt, Calvin Johnson, Tom Brady, Darrell Rivas, Le'Veon Bell, Gerald McCoy, Ben Roethlisberger, Tyron Smith, 
and Von Miller. And you should vote Team Rosenthal because that's the most balanced team there is out there. It's got a little bit of everything, and it's all exciting. And you forgot one player, so obviously. Who would would I forget? Cameron Wake. Cameron Wake. Who could forget him? Everyone. Wes. Well, by my count, I have six of the top ten players in the NFL on my roster. And Gronk, Luck, (laughs) Odell, the sack leader, Justin Houston, the receiving leader, Antonio Brown, and the highest-paid defensive player in the league, Indomit and Sue. And the only the four other guys, you've got A.J. Green and Demarius Thomas, two of the best six wide receivers in the NFL. And then I've got the two best middle linebackers in the NFL, Luke Keekley and Bobby Wagner. This team's domination. Is that your sentence? Yeah, that counts. Okay, that was your sentence. Yeah, his, his sentence was essentially, I drafted uh, two guys from a position that's mostly growing extinct in the NFL, middle linebacker. Oof. Wait, do, Finally, weren't the Seahawks in the Super Bowl back-to-back years? Save the best for last. This is the greatest collection of talent. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think, I think he just answered your sentence for you. Weren't the Seahawks in back-to-back Super Bowls? Oh, yes. That's there good timing. Go. Perfect. Thank how, you, How Sully. did that work out for that? Sully's my GM, by last the way. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, greatest quarterback on the planet. Adrian Peterson, the best running back on the planet. Des Bryant, Ju- Julio Jones, Richard Sherman. Earl Thomas, the best safety on the planet. Marshawn Lynch, Jordy Nelson, Jimmy Graham, and Jamal Charles, the most underrated player of his generation. And uh, my uh, my line for you guys to take to the voting booths, vote for me because the other teams are total barf. <laughs> <laughs> that could win you the vote. People yeah. always want to talk last in these things. That, yeah, that, was should... an ac- that wasn't an accident. That was some real politics. That was basically the Cameron Wake of politicking. <laughs> no, I, I Cameron Wake really uh, that hurts that took down your average a little bit Greg I'm the one who gave you Jamal Charles <laughs> no, well, well I did like a crazy terrible about that. decision well I pointed right here I, know. Well, I didn't see that Wes really deserves the credit for that but it shows wait unlike, is, Lee, is Lee Evans still available <laughs> unlike um, Matt Millen who listened to too many people in the room and made all the mistakes I listened to the right people it's about you can't you can't view yourself as omnipotent. You need to be able to take other things into account, and that's what I did. And that's I why like, I'm going to win this. I like that I'm my own GM and your personnel director. Hey, listen, <laughs> and I'm not paying you. Omnipotent. Dan's definitely been sitting around West too long. Big. <laughs> All right. So those are our teams, and and TD who uh, who had to leave early, of course. I can't imagine what he's doing right now. Uh, he's at a meeting of some kind. He's but, taking a selfie of of lifting weights. Um, he will uh, find a way to uh, package the three teams in some way and uh, allow you guys to vote. So just whatever he writes, just make sure you follow um, the protocol for voting so your vote counts. Because I know a lot of people with our uh, outro song uh, maybe didn't follow TD's words, so maybe that's why my song didn't win. Who knows? Um, But that's that. All right. Finally, before we get out of here, it's that time. Uh, you know, we have this writer in New Jersey. His name is Connor Orr. He's very talented, former beat writer for the Giants and the Jets. And when you work at New York Beat, it, that's how, uh, you know, a lot of stuff can build up inside. And to this day, even though he's off the beat now, he still gets this rage in, in him. And we, we thought to ourselves, we had to sit down. We said, how do we get this out of him? How do we keep Connor productive and uh, and healthy and alive, really? So we came up with a segment, which I like to call, are you kidding me? <laughs> All right. Connor, how you doing, buddy? What's happening? What's going on? What's up, buddy? Uh, what is on your mind? 
I want to know, uh, Dan and everybody, uh, yeah. what's the deal with people <laughs> inviting athletes to their wedding? It's, uh, I was thinking about it the other day and like, can you imagine like some guy invited Chip Kelly to his wedding recently? <laughs> like, can you imagine if it was like a really crappy, like short term head coach and then like you're looking back at your wedding 20 years mm. later and your wife's like, that was great, but you spent the whole time with like Brian Schottenheimer at the bar talking Brian about the Schottenheimer? Shotty? What's he doing there? <laughs> you're a huge Jets fan and, and you have a picture of Rich Kotite making out with your wife. <laughs> you look very pretty in that dress. That's Rich Kotite. Go ahead. There. You gotta bury the ball. I don't know. I just want to know what the plan is. Like, yeah. What if they actually say yes? Then, like, what do you do? It's just like, oh yeah, Chip, we'll sit you next to my cousins because they're huge Eagles fans. Like, I don't. <laughs> I think I think Connor hits on a good point. All this like inviting to the wedding. Going with athletes to the prom, buying presents from the wedding register. Yeah, it was cute for a little bit. It's The prom thing's weird, too, when, enough. when it's like a 24-year-old professional athlete that's a millionaire. And right. I, I just actually talked to Connor today. We don't want to step on his own segment. So I'm going to get out of my opinion. But at the same time, it's like, come on. You know, we don't trust those guys. A 23-year-old with my 18-year-old daughter. I don't trust them. <laughs> no. Whether it's the broom, whether it's the groom or the bride in this situation, you're playing a high stakes game of chicken here. Mm-hmm. Because whoever's idea it is to bring the athlete to your wedding is an unmarriable person. Mm. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? You want to? You feel that badly about your? You have no self esteem. You have to invite an athlete to make your wedding worthwhile. What else do you have, Connor? Do you have anything else for us today, or well, do you have something like, more on that point? It's just it's a continuation of this this trend like i feel like this has replaced the film your crying child in a youth oh. uniform to go get to meet champ bailey phase which like happened that is an excellent point. he is hitting on something keep yeah, going preach is, brother he's on a roll it's just like you know it, you could line up like everybody else to get an autograph instead of like exploiting your marriage or your children like it's the same thing <laughs> what's more important wait guitar please <laughs> What's more important, family or an autograph? <laughs> I I just uh, yeah I mean you know and then I, what do you do like you just have that Chip Kelly declining your wedding invitation on your mantle next to your kid's graduation photo? You're like second best day of my life, but Billy, you know it doesn't make any sense. So. Well, this all goes back to one one very big question that you have. Were you kidding me? <laughs> there it is. Thank you, Connor. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks, thanks Connor. Connor thanks, or Connor. Connor or listen, he, he waits around well past uh, you know dinner time at his house that he pays a mortgage on uh, to do that call and just get things off his chest. And you could tell even by if you, when he said goodbye, just not right now, you could tell that he was feeling better. Yeah. And I'm sure his wife approves or fiance. Youngest, uh, guy, uh, well, he's younger than Patrick, right? He's yes. younger, yeah. youngest guy around the NFL, but he's the only one that's paying a mortgage. I and say, he's definitely the most crotchety. Also the most mature. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that when we were in Indianapolis for the com- for the combine, he was like, "Hey, cats, follow me!" And he took us down like this stairwell in freaking Indianapolis, and it was like, 
yeah, this is a real good cigar joint where we could have some whiskey and some cigars. <laughs> and then we just hung out in this place and it was all drenched in red light. And I was like, how old are you? How do you know about this place? That's Connor. <laughs> he was on point today, though. Those were some legitimate gripes. Yeah. That was legit. Especially, especially because when I write the end around column during the season, uh, when it first happened a couple times with the adults um, having their kids crying over like a loss or something, you know, I would write about it. But then it became so clear that it was just cynical and ugly. Yeah, there's, there's a problem when it, it's like a 22-year-old NBA player with like a hot 18-year-old the problem that's that's where it's a problem yeah, yeah. don't trust yeah. it don't trust it all right so that's it and uh it is that time now that we have a new outro song uh greg now enjoys uh, the spoils of victory oh yeah uh, we will be uh back next week i will not be back actually i will be going away on vacation so we'll be up to as will wes yeah I'll be so we'll be up to uh greg Tuesday. and mark hashtag team hold it down oh and i need to get this right Until next week. Oh, can you tack this on to the end of the pod today? Duh. Winning. Don't do it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.